Well, I, for one, find it refreshing to hear that the Chinese were using American technology in that uh, that spy balloon that flew over the continental United States uh, a couple months ago to uh, gather uh, data on the United States for for God knows what. Uh, In case you are just joining us, you didn't hear the top of the hour news there. Um, A number of U.S. defense and intelligence agencies found that the Chinese spy balloon uh, that we that the United States did shoot down was in fact gathering um, data and intelligence on us here in the United States, and uh, they were using uh, American technology. Who says everything's made in China these days? Normally, we hear about American technology using Chinese technology, but this time it's the other way around. Oh boy, this is this is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what this is heading towards, but it's not. Very good. Hopefully you kept your uh, uh, COVID masks because they can be repurposed. Life hack. They can be repurposed as Canadian wildfire masks. Uh, we are under a air quality alert still. It's been extended until midnight Friday. Now, the AQI is better today. It got up to the uh, 230s yesterday. 300 is hazardous. So once it hits 300, uh, we're better off not breathing until the air quality uh, improves, which it is. It, it is supposed to improve um, starting tomorrow. And uh, it was it was interesting. I actually I heard Paul Gross yesterday on the Mitch Album show. And, you know, this isn't th- this isn't um, a hard and fast rule, but a a decent indicator about whether or not um, the smoke from the Canadian wildfires are going to uh, blow down here into the uh, Midwest and and East Coast of the United States uh, is uh, take a look at the forecast. If it's cooler, that could indicate that where the winds are coming out of the north, um, thus blowing down the smoke from the wildfires. And if it's if it's supposed to get warmer, that indicates a possible uh, wind coming out of the south, blowing it away from us. But uh, um as you've probably been hearing uh this is a a problem that's going to keep um cycling it's going to keep getting worse and it's going to keep improving um until the summer's over uh, i i guess this is pretty early for canadian wildfire season usually it happens late summer early fall of course you've heard this is the worst uh wildfire season on record and uh this one started in early may Allegedly from a lightning strike on some dry brush that's just gotten out of control. And, and it's not really one wildfire. I guess there's 300 wildfires. So uh, keep those masks handy because once it gets uh, above 300, we're in a world of hurt. U.S. Coast Guard, uh, they recovered presumed human remains from the Ocean Gate Titan submersible. Uh, it was near the debris field near the Titanic. Uh, the remains they were found on Wednesday as the Coast Guard was trying to recover wreckage from the submersible and bring it back to um, Newfoundland uh, to study what went wrong. And uh, it was presumed that there were were no human remains uh, just because of what happens to a body um, when it's in a submersible like that and uh, a leak is sprung under that much water. But um, the remains are going to be sent off to us here in the United States and they will be um, analyzed. At this point, you know, what does it matter? We know these five people passed away. 
if it if it helps the families uh, to grieve and find closure, that's great. But uh, yeah, the the fact that they found human remains is is surprising after everything we've heard on on what happens to the body under those circumstances. Uh, you heard at the top of the hour news. Uh, we are the uh, a, a big cluster at the airports. Um, this July Fourth weekend is expected to be the busiest travel weekend since the pandemic. Already seen a few hundred delays today. There were eleven hundred yesterday. Six thousand delays altogether. United is having the uh, most trouble with their flights, blaming it on a number of factors. Uh, blaming it on weather, blaming it on um, being short-staffed. Not only is the weather def- uh, delaying flights, but it's also um, keeping um, the air- air- airline staff from getting where they need to be. And they're also blo- blaming the F- FAA, not the FCC, the FAA uh, for being short-staffed. And uh, it, it, like like the Canadian wildfire problem, uh, this seems to be something that... Uh, presents itself every few months and uh me personally um i don't i don't know if i would fly i i don't know if i i i would travel via airline right now um just with how uncertain and uh and uh how many flights have been delayed and how frequently this has been happening no no better way to ruin your vacation uh, President Biden, he was in Chicago yesterday touting his economic accomplishments and agenda, unveiling the term Bidenomics. Fox News' Jared Halpern reports. Aides here at the White House have labeled the president's economic vision Bidenomics. I said I didn't name it Bidenomics. I didn't realize the economist in the Wall Street Journal did. But I think it's a plan that I'll, I'm happy to call Bidenomics. Speaking in Chicago, the president says Bidenomics is a transition away from trickle-down policies he says failed. It blew up the deficit, it increased inequity, and it weakened the, our infrastructure. President Biden says policies passed during his term have eased inflation and created jobs. Republicans appointed to Democratic-backed big spending bills as a key source of high prices. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. And you heard uh, one of one of the uh, linchpins of Bidenomics is uh, uh, criticizing trickle down economics, uh, big emphasis on growing the economy from the middle class out. Uh, It's kind of a puzzling strategy because Joe Biden, uh, he hasn't really been killing it on the uh, economy. Um, Unemployment is low, but inflation is still high. Prices are still high. So bold strategy. Let's see if it if it pays off. Here in Michigan, uh, the state legislature passed an $82 billion budget. It's the biggest one in state history. And uh, they're tapping into the majority of Michigan's remaining surplus. It allocates six, uh, sorry, $764 million for special projects, which range from money for the Macomb County Jail, Grand Rapids Fire Station, the Greek Down Corridor Development, and a workforce development program for the AFL-CIO. It also allocates a record $21.4 billion for education, increasing per-pupil funding 5% uh, with no increase for virtual education. Uh, GOP lawmakers are calling for Prosecutor David Weiss to testify on whether or not Hunter Biden's tax investigation was uh, interfered with. Reports that Weiss wanted to uh, charge Biden 
with more uh, charges, but he was rejected. Uh, more charges than the, the two misdemeanors he pled to. Um, and as a matter of fact, here is whistleblower Gary Shapley with Brett Baer. When we received the, the attorney-client filter-reviewed copy of, of information from the search warrant to Apple, which produced that document, we went back to the uh, prosecutors and we requested to take various investigative steps. And they were not supported. And there could be more text messages coming out. This is David Spun, Fox News. An August 2017 WhatsApp message released in the public transcript of IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley gives another example of the conversations and propositions the president's son made to Chinese business leaders. This text is a pitch to an official with a Chinese energy company. It's about a joint venture. It reads in part $10 million per annum budget. But if the chairman doesn't value this relationship as being worth at least $5 million, then I'm just baffled. It continues, I can make five million in salary at any law firm in America. If you think this is about money, it's not. The Bidens are the best I know at doing exactly what the chairman wants from this partnership. Please, let's not quibble over peanuts, end quote. And former President Donald Trump is suing writer and columnist E.G. Carroll for defamation after a jury found Trump guilty of sexually abusing her in a department store back in 1996 and defaming her in civil court. They awarded her five million dollars in damages back in May. This isn't the first time Donald Trump has sued women who have made allegations against him. Stormy Daniels, she lost her defamation suit against the former president and has been forced to pay him over $400 in back legal fees. Late for a break. It's first thing with Mike Parsons on WJR. We're expecting a flurry of activity coming from the Supreme Court over the next couple days. High Court still has a number of cases on its docket including student loans and affirmative action, among others, before the session ends this week. Fox News' Jared Halperin was on All Talk with Tom Jordan. Still kind of waiting on what the, the most watched cases were this term, and I would expect tomorrow and maybe they go into Friday and maybe next week, although it's unusual for them to go much into July. Uh, we're going to have to get some major ones, including uh, an opinion on whether or not uh, President Biden can move forward with his plan to forgive student loans. Um, that is something that... Uh, was a big part of the president's uh, pitch uh, for his election. He laid it out in the State of the Union. Uh, the uh, Department of Education put forward its plan to forgive, in some cases, up to $20,000 in federal student loans. Um, and uh, there are challenges as to whether or not that authority exists in, its, in current law. And that will be the, the question for the justices to decide. Uh, when they heard arguments in that case uh, several months back, you certainly heard uh, some skepticism about it. But again, we'll wait for that opinion uh, either tomorrow or, or maybe Friday. The other uh, big opinion that's kind of uh, lingering out there that has a lot of people wondering uh, what it could mean for higher education is um, challenges to affirmative action policies at both Harvard University and the University of North Carolina. Um, obviously, uh, the court has weighed into this issue uh, plenty of times, although not uh, for a couple of decades now. And uh, the question here is whether or not the, the justices narrow uh, the scope of what is allowed and not allowed when considering race. And given that these are separate cases, one from Harvard, one from UNC, whether or not the rules are any different for private institutions or publicly funded institutions. 
Yeah, absolutely. When you when you to go back to real quickly to the uh, student loan and the forgiveness mm-hmm. there, there's this was a, a case where a, a number of attorneys general around the country were looking at this saying, listen, this is clearly unconstitutional. The president doesn't have this type of authority. So you got states like Missouri, mm-hmm. Arkansas, Kansas, South Carolina, Nebraska, all coming out and saying, listen, uh, you've got to block this, arguing that they basically, he doesn't have this type of executive authority to do this. The Supreme Court, being a conservative majority on it, and, and there seems to be some indications that they're leaning towards agreeing with these these various states. Do you see the court ruling in, in favor of them? It's hard to tell. And, you know, one of the questions, too, is whether or not these states, these attorneys general, have standing to sue. Um you know, one thing that you have to do when you uh, make a challenge like this is to show um, that you have that, that you are impacted by it. Right. Um, that you are harmed by this policy. And so that's going to have to be a hurdle that um, is met. Uh, now, there mm-hmm. is uh, connected to that a group of borrowers who also have filed suit. And perhaps that is a case that, um, you know, gets more to the merits. But that's always the question. Right. When you have states. Uh, Sue, and, and you saw that play out, um, what was it, last week with that immigration ruling. Uh, the Supreme Court allowed um, the uh, Biden administration policy of prioritizing uh, removal proceedings, uh, deportations uh, to those uh, who are, um, you know, known uh, to, prevent, to, to provide, to, to present some sort of, of national security or public safety threat. You had states like Texas and Louisiana sue and and try and block that. And and the ruling from the justices was that um, there's not any standing there for for Texas and Louisiana because this is a a federal enforcement policy that's not going to have an impact on on those states from a kind of legal harms uh, metric. And so that's going to be something that the justices are going to have to weigh, too, when you look at these challenges to uh, the president's uh, plan to forgive student loans. It, it, it's, it really perplexed me on that that ruling regarding the states not having standing in that case, because to me it seemed like, well, they have been harmed, uh, maybe not in the strict, uh, I guess, legal sense of the wor- word, but they have s- certainly been forced to pay billions of dollars, whether it's Texas and Arizona and California, even Florida, in those particular cases. So I guess it depends on how you define harm or standing. In those situations, what do you make of yesterday? I think the Supreme Court ruling that basically, the, you know, the, the threatening speech uh, as being a violation of law, whether it be hate speech, they ruled this is this is not protected uh, by the First Amendment. Uh, the the recent ruling reaffirming that truly threatening speech is not, but but states um, must prove that the speaker has some understanding that the words crossed a line. I mean, it was kind of like a decision that kind of went both ways. Yeah. Yeah, no, clearly the, the court retained its precedent that um, the First Amendment does not protect threatening speech, violent speech. But, um, correct, in a, the 7-2 opinion sort of raised the threshold that prosecutors have to meet um, about whether or not the uh, speaker um, knows that what they're doing is, is sort of threatening or intimidating. And so that was the new bar, the new threshold that um, that the Supreme Court uh, laid down. Yeah. All right. Well, it's very it's fascinating. So what do you expect? Uh, do you have any anticipation of which opinions will be released tomorrow? 
you know, we never know. It's a guessing game always at the Supreme Court. All we know is that uh, they'll tell us when it's their last day to issue opinions. So I wouldn't, I, I would not want to put any uh, healthy wager down on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. We never do know, but it's always fascinating when they do come out. And whether we agree or not, that's the final ruling by the highest court in the land. Always appreciate your time. Jared Halpern, Fox News correspondent and WGR contributor. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. So uh, today and tomorrow are going to be very busy news days when it comes to the Supreme Court. Uh, another piece of legislation heading to Governor Whitmer's desk. Two bills that banned LGBTQ conversion therapy have passed both the House and the Senate, uh, one bill defines conversion therapy as any practice or treatment by a mental health professional that seeks to change an individual's sexual orientation or gender identity. And then there's a companion bill that would not only prevent a therapist from using conversion therapy, therapy on a person under the age of 18, it would also create penalties for those found guilty of participating in the practices. 21 other states have minor conversion therapy bans coming up after the news Kwame Kilpatrick is back in the political conversation uh, but this time he didn't ask for it but he responds next oh we got a minute okay <laughs> Woo! a plea in the case of the man charged with the chokehold death of Jordan Neely in New York City subway uh, has been reached. Fox's Brian Yennis reporting from the New York Supreme Court in Lower Manhattan. Daniel Penny is out free on bail after pleading not guilty to two charges, a second-degree manslaughter charge, a more serious charge with a maximum penalty of up to 15 years in prison, and a lesser criminally negligent homicide charge with a maximum penalty of up to four years in prison. Now, a jury will have to determine whether or not Penny was aware that putting Jordan Neely in a chokehold could kill him. If prosecutors prove that, he could be found guilty of the more serious manslaughter charge. All right. Now we'll be right back. First thing with Mike Parsons on Newstock 760 WJR. And of course, you heard in the weather report there that the air quality advisory has been extended till at least 12 a.m. on Friday. As those, uh, as the smoke from the Canadian wildfires uh, blow down here into the Midwest and into uh, out towards the East Coast, supposed to see some improvement by Friday. Uh, hopefully, that's the case. Well, Kwame Kilpatrick, he's back in the political conversation thanks to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Over the weekend, a pro DeSantis PAC who calls themselves Never Back Down released a video attacking Donald Trump for pardoning Detroit's former mayor, Kwame Kilpatrick, 16 years earlier. Kwame broke his silence on the air, on the ad, and Lloyd Jackson has the story. A, uh, a new campaign video that has dropped from Ron DeSantis' campaign. They put it up on YouTube. Uh, I think it's uh, the, the, the pack is called Never Back Down. That's it. And uh, they are trying to put uh, daylight between uh, Ron DeSantis and uh, former President Donald Trump. We've seen them do that on immigration. Now they're taking issue with who pre then President Trump pardoned on his way out of the White House. It was, I don't know how much it's going to resonate with voters. <laughs> But it is an interesting Michigan connection, Lloyd. Yes, it is. And it, it, they released that on the same day that the president was here for that Lincoln Day um, 
a service that was out in uh, Oakland County where he received the man of the decade or whatever. So it was the same time uh, was when that uh, spot had Poking the out. bear is what they were doing. A little bit, yeah. yeah. So as we know, uh, the former mayor, uh, Kwame Kilpatrick, had been serving a 28-year federal prison sentence after his 2013 conviction on two dozen counts when then-President Trump commuted his sentence on his final day in office. And last night during his Facebook and YouTube show, Truth Topics Tuesday, Kilpatrick addressed the ad. I need to caution everybody when they whooping on somebody to make a point for their ugliness, whether it's me or anybody else. Um, by the grace of God, God worked in the president's heart, and I'm free. Um, I have a wife. I have a baby. I have a a child on the way. Um, I'm moving and walking in the purpose that God has given me. But this wasn't about me. This is about your brothers and sisters. This is about your 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 children, your 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 parents. This is about the people who remain trapped in a draconian, unjust system. Kilpatrick says DeSantis wants to get rid of a policy that gave him and many others who committed nonviolent crimes a second chance. And there's a man out there talking about repealing the First Step Act, what Obama couldn't get done, and Trump ended up getting it done. Three-plus thousand people are out here now, and they threaten you with these, pe with these bills because of the violence that's going on. Ninety percent of the people that got out on the First Step Act are still out here. And Kilpatrick says, don't allow ugliness to change you from who you are because, get ready, these types of ads and rhetoric won't stop. As these racists heat up, they're going to put the black boogeyman in front of you. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be scared of your neighbor. But I want you to understand that it's not about your neighbor. I was thrown away, and God gave me another chance. And by him giving me another opportunity, many people will be given opportunities because I ain't stopped. And I want you to know how important it is for you not to be swayed by rhetoric and somebody being tough on crime. No, they're just being evil, wicked, and ugly. And it's time for us to start voting for people, not because they're Republican or a Democrat, but because their hearts are right. So I got to tell you, I, this idea of being tough on crime, if you look at who suffers the majority of loss in crimes, it's the community that Kwame Kilpatrick once represented. So denigrating the idea <clears throat> that we have to fund the police, be innovative in, in, in law enforcement, and not allow prosecutors' office to dumb down our, our criminal justice system, um, that's not demonizing. That's not fear-mongering. That's protecting the very community that he exploited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, I, I sorry, think, I got a little whipped. That's up okay. There. No, no, that's okay. But I, I just think that uh, uh, Mr. DeSantis, uh, as you said, poked the bear and thought that uh, Michigan is going to be important in the election, and uh, he wants to get in while he can and get those uh, folks who didn't vote for yeah. the former president to come his way. I, I I appreciate his standpoint that many of these people that were released through those pardons were people that were nonviolent, who had served a, a good share of their time, and you could make an argument had been rehabilitated. And we know there are a lot of programs now, some of them supported by conservatives, saying we need to look at that as a way to bring down our population, to bring these people back to productive lives. Mm -hmm. 
But that doesn't mean that every get-tough proposal is somehow demonic and evil. That's this. That's kind of the you know the, yeah. the, the the bit of a disconnect there for 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 Mr. Kilpatrick. I'm I'm happy for him in his new life. I understand he's got a baby on the way. Got another baby on the way. Yeah, and that his family is is growing, and that he seems to be uh, applying himself with more productive pursuits. Um, I would imagine there's a lot of folks that are going to feel a little conflicted when they hear those remarks. Well, yeah. Uh, Given the, some of the pain and suffering that was here in Metro Detroit. But I still feel, and, you know, he's, he says he's not, you know, into politics anymore. Politics mm-hmm. is not what he wants to do. But if I, I still believe if he ran again, he'd win in Detroit. Yes. I think he has. He had, I, I will tell you about it. In terms of retail politics, other than Bill Clinton, I've never seen anybody work a room better no. than Kwame Kilpatrick. You're absolutely right. When we used to do Ask the Mayor uh, at WJR, when sure. he, was a, he loved it. And we never shied away from questions because he would get some, some wild questions from, from people. Oh, yeah. And he was like, bring them on. Let's do it. And he, he would he would answer the question, even though some may not be so you know, nice. Yeah. But he would take them, and he would answer the question. Well, he was, you know, you he, know? He, he has a likable personality, which is something that may not be as important as it once was in, in politics, but it certainly served him well. I have to admit, I did not have Kwame Kilpatrick versus Ron DeSantis in my 2023 uh, political rivalry office pool. Missed opportunity there. Uh, so the IRS whistleblower in these possible hearings into David Weiss's plea deal with uh, Hunter Biden is not the only legal trouble that uh, the president's son may be into. Uh, Hunter Biden, he's expected to be deposed as part of a civil lawsuit filed in Delaware by a computer repair store owner, John Paul Mac Isaac, uh, against Hunter Biden for defamation. Now, if you remember back in 2019, a man who Isaac believed to be Hunter Biden dropped off a laptop, never picked it up, never returned any of his phone calls. And the FBI confiscated the laptop after making forensic copies of its hard drive before subpoenaing Isaac to testify in front of U.S. District Court in December of 2019. Hunter Biden has filed a countersuit against Isaac for invasion of privacy and for illicitly distributing Hunter Biden's personal data. Uh, Rod from Plymouth is up early uh, listening to us. I was talking about all the uh, issues that the airlines are having. Again, um, three, uh, last check, already 300 flight delays uh, today. 1,100 yesterday, 6,000 for the entire week heading into what's supposed to be the busiest travel weekend when it comes to airline travel uh, since the pandemic and uh, this feud between United Airlines, not necessarily a feud. United Airlines is, is essentially blaming the FAA's uh, short staffing uh, for all the delays. United Airlines also uh, blaming weather. Uh, they're blaming uh, short staff. Uh, Rod from Plymouth says, are the airlines trying to publicly humiliate and intimidate the FAA into subpar operations of our air traffic control systems? Slow down, FAA. Do not allow the airlines to dictate passenger safety through the shortfalls. And uh, I, I think they are. I think the FAA is prioritizing safety. And uh, for for whatever reason, they can't get enough people in the towers 
uh, to keep things running both safely and efficiently. Um, got crosstalk coming up between uh, myself, Guy Gordon, Lloyd Jackson, and a uh, surprise special guest co-host. We will reveal who it is after this. First thing with Mike Parsons. All right. Call me John Stamos because we have a full house in studio today. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We've got Guy Gordon, Lloyd Jackson, and uh, our surprise mystery co-host today, uh, Renee Vitale joins us to class up the joint. Good Th- morning. Thanks for being with us. This well, is very exciting. This has been very exciting and a, pl- a very pleasant surprise. Thank you for having me. Well, it's good to have you. And um, you you mentioned, this is a little inside baseball, that uh, the air conditioning is, is not fixed in the building still. And I said that's because they wanted to make sure that we uh, ingested as much Canadian wildfire through the open windows as possible. But I've got, I've got a bit of a, a Buzz Killington proposal for 4th of July this year. Because um, we need it? Well, could we... <laughs> what? Could we skip the backyard fireworks this year? Now, hear me out. Here, I'm not talking about like your. You heard the booze and you're gonna get fireworks right here, Mister. Well, all right. So I'm not talking about like Greenfield Village or or you know the Elginac fireworks. Those are fine, but I I don't know about you guys. Where I live downriver, we love our backyard fireworks, and I normally do too. Um, And then you know, on July 5th after midnight, you're driving around. And it is, it, it's, it's like a, a Gettysburg reenactment with all the, with, with all the smoke, with all the smoke that's, that's, uh, hanging in the air. Yeah. And I think with, you know, we, we only, it seems like we only get so many days of, of good breathing air anymore. Yeah. Let, let's just take a, let, let's just take a break let's, from it this let's year. Let's take a breather. Yeah, right. Literally. <laughs> literally. Well, I, let, let's see. Is yeah, let's, that even possible? Let's not see if we can get that AQI up over 300. Let's. Now, now where you live, they don't have a certain time where fireworks are supposed to be done. They do. However, nobody really. Pays attention. To now, I'm it. in Southfield, and they have it. I think until eleven o'clock. Yes, you can, you can until eleven o'clock. After eleven, if there's still fireworks going on, there are police cars in your neighborhood. Really? really? They 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 don't play that. You know. Well, I'm moving. Cool it. I'm moving to your neighborhood because. <laughs> yeah, I, that's why I love it. And, you know, and I you know, and I get it. And people are having a good time, but at a certain point. It's time to stop. Well, especially with our new schedule, I I am not above being that neighbor who calls the cops on you if you're shooting off fireworks at eleven or one or or yeah. I think it's got to be within two two days of July Fourth or whatnot. That's right. But uh, it's already started in my neighborhood. Yeah, and and it, the, the weirdest thing is when they start, like when it's still light outside. Yeah. What are you looking at? (laughs) My brother-in-law used to do them up north, and everybody, I mean, on the lake and boats used to come to actually watch them. It was pretty pretty extravagant. Uh, And when my father-in-law was alive, now he was, at the time, 89, 87, uh, he would hold a blanket to put his son out in case, you know, something went wrong. And it was like, okay, we're going to put that in the hands of a guy that runs the 50... In about 25 minutes. So um, I, was, I said, Chuck, why don't you let me hold the blanket? You know? But it was awfully sweet. It was like, uh, I got this. But that was. Uh... So did you have anything canceled yesterday, Renee, because of the uh, air quality alert? Yes, my workout. I decided to stay inside instead of going for my little walkie walk. 
Yeah. Nothing. I, uh, nothing I've been here on this side. My wife did too with her good friend who has asthma, said, you're not going to do that. She she pulled a plug on it. My granddaughter's uh, act, outdoor activities were all canceled. I think the ladies' golf league uh, where, that my wife would attend, that was canceled. Yeah, uh, the Ro- Rochester's fireworks were canceled. I guess there was supposed to be an outdoor draft party uh, for the Red Wings. That have been, that's been canceled. Yeah. Um, did they serve Swedish meatballs there? Yeah, I they think should have. Yeah. Served by Chef Lidstrom. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what he does. We, got, we got another assistant. Swedish defenseman. Uh, I think it was in the second round. So we'll see that. Did you see there was a perfect game last night? Yeah, the first one in what, 11 years? Yeah. Um, Domingo Germain, uh, perfect game. It was against the Oakland Athletics, which the, the A's are the worst team in the league. Well, take it's what still we to ask, yeah, right. It's still yeah. quite an accomplishment. That's right. And they said this is the... Tw- the, I, I, do you have this reaction as well when you hear the sportscaster that it's the only the 24th per, uh, perfect game in Major League Baseball history? And I yell back, yeah, if you don't count Henri Gallagher. It Galarraga. should be the 25th. Exactly. <laughs> but that blown perfect game, we're going rem- to remember it more than uh, the 24 other actual intact tact perfect games. Every Detroiter still yelling at their TV. Guy, you were lamenting that uh, you forgot your bow tie today. I got it. I oh, you do! Little, I got my little bow tie pin. Oh, in that's honor, cheating! In honor of Nick Gilbert, uh, they're going to be wearing these at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Um, the late son of of Dan Gilbert, and uh, it's a part of the fundraisers that they're doing. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm wearing my bow tie. Lloyd knows I can't tie one, so right. I'm I'm going to use the the pin on bow tie. That We're going to work on that. On my credential. We're going to work yeah. on that in the future. Yeah, um, if we ever go to a formal event, uh, Lloyd's going to be the most busy person there because he's the only <laughs> one that knows how to tie an actual bow tie. As the only female in the studio, Guy, you look pulled together. I, I try. I try. <laughs> yeah. uh, Madonna uh, suffering yeah. a little health setback, huh? Canceling uh, her tour up in Vancouver. Yeah. yeah. Well, and this sounds like it, it, it's something that's that, that's kind of been going on for a while. And the fact that they kept it quiet until yesterday has been pretty amazing. Well, she's she was been, in intensive care for, um, she, for a while. She mm-hmm. was intubated, I think. Yes, she yep. was. That's, yeah. yeah. That's serious. She was found unresponsive. And, uh, and you got to wonder if they aren't somehow whitewashing the severity of this. Um, right. It's kind of like the Jamie Foxx thing. I was thinking the oh same thing. Yeah. We yeah. still don't fully still know secret. what happened. Yeah. And it's weird because, you know, it, it, it's none of our business. However, he's he's very famous. And, uh, you know, they, they've they've been announcing he was in the hospital. So yeah. And people like to see. I mean, Jamie Foxx is a great actor. He's a great singer. And people, people care. They yeah. want to know. Get well, Madonna. You know. Our Rochester girl. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, we'd like to see her back on the road again and back on tour. That's a f- that's it's it's still a fun concert. Story. I guess Holiday. This is the I don't know his fortieth anniversary of Holiday being released. I don't, don't do that. Yeah. don't do that. I don't want to think about I don't, it. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fun fact: Madonna's stepsister was my art teacher in elementary school. And she told me my work is shoddy, and I didn't know what that meant back then. I thought it was a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, JR Morning coming up next. Rhymes with? <laughs>